The number one question we get from listeners is, do we have a written step-by-step roadmap to guide you on how to train your dog? We don't, but Standing Stone Supply does. They're the creators of the complete step-by-step dog training program that takes your dog from brand new puppy and gets it well on its way to that finished dog you've always dreamed of. They've mapped out the timelines to help guide you, the videos for every step of the way to show you, and even have the needed gear made into shopping lists to make it easy to supply you. Check out the course at StandingStoneSupply.com to gain unlimited access for all current as well as future lessons and be sure to use the code GDIY to save 10% at sign up. As someone who constantly travels to new locations out of state to hunt, I have to rely on map scouting before I even get in the truck. Onyx Hunt Maps makes it super easy for me to plan out my trips as well as track my success while on the trip. The offline maps along with the tracking feature and ability to add pictures to my waypoints means I can always reference old trips and hunts to better prepare for the next. When planning your next hunt, be sure to use Onyx to put you and your dog in the best situation you can. Use code GDIY20 at checkout to save 20% and know where you stand with Onyx. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Really map it out, come up with the goals, break it down into good bite-sized chunks, and let's figure it out one step at a time. Make your way through it, and by the end of the year, no matter where you're at, you're still going to be better than where you started. It's really that simple in my opinion. There's always something to debate or argue in the dog world, but there's just one thing that's not up for debate. All hunters and dog hunters know you need the right gear. Not just for yourself, but for your dogs as well. Conkey's Outdoors Hound and Hunting Supply is your number one source for all things hound related. Conkey's is owned and operated by true houndsmen themselves. They've got you covered no matter the game you're chasing, from hog hunting, bear hunting, and even gator hunting. Bird dog guys don't feel left out either. They have whatever you need, whether it's training collars, tracking collars, boots, chaps, vests, coats, and more. No matter what you and your dog needs to have a successful hunt, check out conkeysoutdoors.com and they'll get you on the right track. Purchases over $100 gets you free shipping and enter GDIY5 to save 5%. And if you're a Patreon patron, you get to save even more money. So be sure to check out Conkeys Outdoors. Welcome back to another week of GDIY. And we've got Mr. Hunter himself, Nick Adair in the house, finally getting out to hunt. New year, new you, you, huh? Yeah, Mr. Hunter. Well, I mean, we were both supposed to get out this weekend. We were supposed to be going to Alabama. We even talked about it on uh, last week's episode. But unfortunately, the day before we were supposed to go, uh, our buddies down in Alabama and Andrew and Jacob, they they, they texted and said uh, they got tagged by the Roni. Uh, they came down with the Rona and we we're like, well, crap, <laughs> plan B, let's... Uh, Plan B for me, anyway. I ran to, uh, <laughs> I started piecing together where I was going to go hunt, and you were just going to run down to Alabama for a, a day or maybe two with the newborn at the house, but you didn't think that you were going to be able to do a full weekend trip. So uh, I, I went ahead and just packed up the truck. I went camping uh, Thursday night, did a little grouse hunting in Tennessee Mountains Friday, and then shot on over to Scott's in North Carolina and did some duck hunting, woodcock hunting, and just drank too much and didn't get enough sleep and shot way too much for what little birds we got left in the vest. Hey, not a bad weekend though. <laughs> it, it was enjoyable though. I mean, obviously it was, it sucked that we had to postpone the trip to Alabama, which we're, we're going to do at the end of the month. But, uh, it was nice, man. Like you, you kind of hinted at earlier. I hadn't been able to hunt quite as much as I, I'm used to or would like to here lately. But uh, I, I needed that. When I went camping in the mountains, uh, I went where me and you went a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And, it, man, it was nice. I got there perfect timing. It set up the little fire pit, drank a few beers, eat some dinner, and then Walk, walked around the grave, the graveyard. <laughs> hey, man, don't be giving hints around here. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and then I, I went and uh, as I was falling asleep, man, the mountains lit up with the coon hounds. So I, 
I'm just sitting there listening to coonhounds bay all over the place, all all in the mountains. So that was pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah, had some good hunts, man. It was fun actually getting to see Scott's place for a change. And uh, what really sucked uh, about missing Alabama was that was our next two weeks of episodes. So I went down there to hunt with Scott. And I'm like, hey, Scott, uh, come jump on this with me so we can knock out <laughs> an episode right quick. But uh, of course, he came through as always. And uh, but it was a good time. I just got back a little bit ago. Well, hey, tell me a little bit about uh, Lucy. I know um, you were really proud of her and She's saying a little bit of what, 2021, new year, new me. I'm going to lock up on, <laughs> which her thing's never been that she she can't lock up on wild birds, but. Yeah, and we're not going to talk too much about that right now because we kind of t- talk okay. on that in the episode. Uh, but yeah, man, she she's just off to a hot start. I mean, actually pointed a, a grouse in Tennessee uh, Friday or Thursday, whoa. I'm getting my days mixed up now. <laughs> the other morning, she she pointed a grouse, and then we went, and she uh, got to go duck hunting, and you know, got a duck in her mouth, then got a woodcock in her mouth, and then even went and pointed a freaking possum. So it's like she's just she's just having fun this year so far. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So it sucked that you couldn't join us, but uh, you know, a few more weeks, uh, maybe maybe you can get down for the full weekend in Alabama here in uh, four weeks from from now. Yep, enjoy it while you can, Nick. You were smart <laughs> enough to have a baby in in the spring. It was by design. I was silly enough. <laughs> I think we had an episode where we were talking about that, where we were making sure that no one got married around that time. And it's just funny that you actually had planned it out, and I didn't, and I had a baby, and you know, basically <laughs> beginning of December. You know, great great timing on that. I, but, I don't think we have to worry about Kaylee hearing this and getting upset. I'm sure she's never even listened to an episode, has she? <laughs> hey, yeah. No, I think she's listened to some episode. Well, not all the way through, but um, man, we'll see. But I've got a, I got a trick, and um, between me and my father-in-law, there's no way that this uh, son of mine is not going to shoot a shotgun and and have a bird dog. So <laughs> I just have one more excuse for epic uh, birthday hunting trips with him in the future. There you so. go. There you go. See, now you're planning it out. You got to think ahead on this stuff, Joe. I've been telling you, you got to think ahead on this. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, I guess, uh, Nick, do you got anything else? Do we a tip of the week? Do we got? Uh, I can do a quick tip of the week. Uh, I mean, to recap, to preview this episode with Scott, you know, it's, it's typical new year's emergency episode. Talk about the importance of goals for the year and setting mm-hmm. yourself up for success for the end of the year. And, uh, it was a fun conversation as always. And he kind of grilled me on a few topics. So I uh, hope everybody enjoys this last minute thrown together thing. We had a couple great episodes planned, uh, but just they'll come later on in the month now instead of, uh, right now. But yeah, I mean, a quick tip of the week again, I'm just kind of running on fumes, but uh, I saw a post on social media from our buddy uh, Pete Aplikowski kind of reminded mm-hmm. everybody that it's uh, it's that time of year in a lot of areas of the country that uh, hunting season's closed now. So a lot of people are starting to do a lot of table work with their dogs and forest fetch. And so it's just a good reminder to uh, make sure that you build a good sturdy table and, and make it to your benefit and easy and effective for you. But also uh, we get a lot of listeners reaching out saying i can't force fetch my dog because i don't have a table and it's hey get creative everything's a table if you got a tailgate you got a table mm-hmm. uh, uh city slicker nick a few weeks ago talked about doing it on his couch in his apartment if you live in an apartment complex you got retaining walls outside you know you don't you don't even some people force fetch without a table there's obvious benefits and we've talked about that in the past but i just want to let everybody know this is that time of year you know uh just if you're going to build a table build it right the first time you know buy once cry once and uh yeah if you don't have a table Still train your dog. <laughs> I made uh, I made one out of particle board one time. Actually, I made one out of uh, my old uh, doors in my house. And so I, I wish I had a picture of that table. If you could train a dog on the table you built, anybody can train a dog anyway. It was it was great for about two days, and then it rained, and uh, Jack <laughs> fell through the table. So that was and, that, and that's what I mean by check your table. You know, build it right. <laughs> Safety first. You don't want dogs falling through through the table. Perfect, perfect addition there, Jeff. My, my neighbors down here, and not not only do am I the guy with the RV, the twenty six foot RV 
parked in my driveway. I'm the one who had a, a very poorly built table where he, <laughs> they saw me training my, my hunting dog on it. But it's like your one attempt to actually train a dog and <laughs> it falls through the table like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I do, I do want to do a, a little bit of shout out to, um, you know, I think it was last week or um, past couple of weeks, you talked about leaving uh, reviews on um, the different podcast sites like um, Apple and everything like that. And we have seen yeah. um, a bunch come through. So we really appreciate that. Um, it really helps, um, especially nowadays. So we appreciate that. Yep. Absolutely. No, that's a good reminder. Reviews, rate, review. Uh, if you have any critiques, suggestions, anything like that, shoot them to us at gundogityourself at gmail.com. Uh, me and Scott kind of touch on the training camp and uh, a lot of other stuff throughout the episode. So just give it a listen. Hope everybody was safe over the holidays. If you got out to hunt, hope it was successful, productive. You had fun. And uh, here's to another great year. There we go. Have a great week, guys. Picture this. You just finished a long day's hunt or a long day in the training field grooming your next champion. You've run through your entire string of dogs in anticipation for the next fall. You think the day's over. It's not though. Your day's not over until you let that ugly dog hunt. No hunting or training session is complete without capping it off with one of the spirits from Ugly Dog Distillery. They're Michigan-raised and purebred handcrafted spirits. They have everything you need from vodka and gin to your more traditional after-hunt choice Kentucky bourbon. Head on over to UglyDogDistillery.com to check availability within your state. And if you have an upcoming event that's alcohol-friendly, then be sure to reach out to us and see if we can add another Ugly Dog to the lineup. We'll tell you right now, we aren't much on flavored whiskeys, but you have to try their peanut butter whiskey. Unlike other peanut butter whiskeys out there, Ugly Dogs is made with real Kentucky bourbon and not just grain alcohol with syrup. So after your next hunt or a long day of testing and you're trying to decide what to drink, reach for the bottle with Ruger, the German wire hair pointer on it. It was handcrafted by people just like us, dog people. Every adventure starts somewhere. Make sure yours includes an ugly dog at your side. Explore responsibly. If you're currently in the market for a kennel, then be sure to check out Gunner Kennels. Gunner Kennels is the only kennel that's five-star crash rated from the Center for Pet Safety. The double-wall rotomodal construction ensures it holds up in all types of weather and conditions. Also, Gunner Kennels has a lifetime warranty. These kennels are built to last a lifetime, and Gunner stands behind that. Gunner also has all the accessories you can need, from fan kits to help keep them cool, performance and orthopedic pads to help keep them comfortable and ready to go after long travels, and even tie-down straps to help ensure there's no worries for the kennel moving or sliding around in your truck. So if you need man's best kennel for man's best friend, head on over to gundogityourself.com and click on the Gunner link. Be sure to purchase your kennel, accessories, and even gift cards for holidays and birthdays through our link, and it will go a long way in helping out the podcast. All right, Scott, it's new year, new me, new you. <laughs> I don't know if it's a new me. <laughs> it's it's that time of year we have to do the uh, prototypical and, and probably cliche episode on, uh, you know, doing goals for the new year. Yep. So, yep. And exactly. And you're, you're having a horrible year start. You've, oh, only, you've only shot one woodcock this year. And a wood duck. And a wood duck. And Lucy pointed a Tennessee grouse yesterday. So. Yep. We're off to a good start with Lucy. All all three of those things were Lucy. Exactly. So yeah, it, it's uh, the year of the goose. <laughs> I, I was I was a little uh, a little ashamed of the dogs today, but it, it was a good day. Um, Falco is it's only second time woodcock hunting. Yeah. He was trying to figure this whole thing out. <laughs> we did find a possum. That we did possum in a tree. It's a testament to the versatility of these dogs yesterday yep. lucy's pointing grouse in the mountains of tennessee yep. then she goes and she's miserable in the swamp all morning this yep. morning but still retrieves a wood duck then she goes and points and retrieves a woodcock and five seconds later points a possum yep, exactly. <laughs> in a tree yep. uh yep. but yeah I, I think that she just had something to prove she's on the ground with four no three other uh short hairs three other DKs. short hairs and yep. so all, she, all DK dogs just today, and uh, she did. She really she motored through everything. Yep. She really but impressed me. You got to witness her point on wild birds. It was very staunch. There's no doubt about it. There was no if you look at the NAVDA definition <laughs> of what a point should be. It was absolutely that and picture I, perfect. I think I looked at you. I'm like, you know, if I 
could just capture that, put it in a bottle, and go open it up on test day, I'd be set. Yeah, but those absolutely. You're gonna see tomorrow when we put some uh, planted birds out. That soft. We'll point. see because I'm gonna try a few different things. I, I've got some theories as to why she's a little loosey goosey on planted birds. And my what are those of, theories? Let's talk about it. One of my biggest theories is is I really believe that the planted bird, it's not that they smell different or stronger or more pungent or anything along those lines or less pungent. I think really what it is is she's she's actually smelling the human scent around that bird yeah. and is not really associating it with a hunting situation. Right. And what I really believe is, so tomorrow I'm going to plant a couple of quail and literally it's going to be one, a couple of them are going to be planted in a space in an area which is kind of going to be semi-wild and then more of a field setting and then really like more of a testing setting. And I'm going to kind of, I, I want to see what she's going to do. So the, the wilder quail, or I say the wilder quail, I'm basically going to walk up and drop into the grass. No shaking, no swinging around or anything like that. I'm going to walk up, drop them in the grass. The other ones, I'm probably going to give them about a half a shake and drop them in the grass. And then I'm going to do a test plant. All right. Which you know as well as I yep. do, a test plant is like they are looking for cover to shake and dizzy that bird <laughs> up as much Stay as they can. Stay there. Yeah. Stay there, please. We want the dog to find you. Yeah. And I'm going to kind of judge and see what she does all the way through it. I've got a theory that you see that I think that she's going to, on those first two sets, be pretty strong and staunch. Yeah. And then when she gets to that test planted bird, she's going to get loose again. Well, don't get me wrong. I hope you're right. I've done that, though. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, but, hey, it, I, hope, I hope I'm hope i wrong in this. Right. Uh, it, it, it really is one of those things because, I mean, you know, what we're talking about this episode is the importance of goals. And, and yep. obviously, one of those things is goals for your dog as well as goals for yourself. And Lucy's at that point this year. To me, it's like my goal is – to test her again and qualify her for the invitational, but it, it really goes back to that pointing. If I can get that pointing yep. figured out on planted birds, if not, I mean, you've seen it. I, I've, I'm shooting wild birds over. She's yep. pointing and finding games. So it's yep. like, it's not the end of the world, but I would like to, we've seen the caliber of dog she is. It's right. just like, I, I just wish that I could to achieve what we know she really can. If she was in my kennel, I'd feed her for a few more days. <laughs> Just she she earned dinner for a, for a week yeah, or so. Yeah, she earned dinner for a few more days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's just go ahead and start talking about the goals. You know, I just gave well, one before my, you go there. Okay, I know you're talking about. We want to talk about people setting their own goals for the year and stuff like that. Yeah, but I do want to hit upon the goals for this podcast and kind of where we're going in 2021 as well. Building that empire building the empire <laughs> yeah uh yeah i mean it's obviously I, not obviously i would say that this podcast is kind of leaps and bounds grown a lot faster than what we really anticipated when we started that and obviously we just we want to continue that growth but i really think for the this year i want to put an emphasis on getting to specific topics that really help the average listener out getting back to GDIY. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that and that's that's a awesome. We've had the discussion on the porch and here and there and everything else is, and I think most of the listeners will agree is the biggest draw um, to you guys is is that discussion on how do I train my dog myself? Right. It's great to have, you've had some amazing guests on here in the last year. You really have. You've had some very knowledgeable guys and gals. You've had uh, some amazing episodes to support everything from conservation to training to hunting to, you know, different breed specifics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but what everybody, what we were talking about is, is everybody's like, yeah, I remember that force fetch episode. That was awesome. And your response is always what? 
go back and listen to it again. Yeah, pretty right? much. Yeah, and most people, me included, and I'm not going to go back and search for that <laughs> damn thing. So we're going to yeah. hit upon it again this year. Yep, and, and get into a little more depth, maybe. And that's just it. I mean, I, I I love getting people on and just shooting the shit, really, and and just talking dogs and what we love. But uh, I do want to get to. I want to hit these tough topics that really dive deep into dog training and behavior yep. and really help people out. And so like, it's just one of those, I've had a number of people shoot me messages, say, Hey, you need to talk to this guy. And, and I appreciate that. It, it, it helps me out. I've reached yep. out to the guy, the, to the people every time. Uh, sometimes they get back to me. Sometimes they don't. But my question is always the same. What, what am I talking to this person about? Why? And so I would rather, I want feedback from the listeners and what they want to hear, but give me, if you get, if you have a guest in mind, that's great, but I want to hear the topic. Give me the specific right. topic and subject that you want to hear about that will help you and you think that it would go along good with the podcast. And then we can start figuring out who we can get on to start addressing actual topics. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody loves hearing hunting stories. Yeah everybody loves to hear the the guy that trained his dog force fetch on the tailgate of his truck and how he did it <laughs> yep you know like yep. how did you do that dude i couldn't figure it out what happened yeah you know no absolutely so that's really the biggest goal for me in the podcast is to continue growing and get back to the, our roots specific topics multiple methods for the same exact result and, yep. and really kind of digging in deep on that and then we then we have a few other ideas for the podcast that uh, you know we'll, we'll kind of we'll allude to, to. yeah we'll we'll we'll, we'll allude to uh, over time. I th- you know we're gonna have uh, your wife Kylie on the on the podcast next week, and uh, there'll be some yep. news coming out with that. But uh, besides you know those specific topics, uh, there, there's going to be a lot of news throughout this week. We have a lot of ideas and a lot of plans coming, and uh, just stay tuned because it's, it's some exciting stuff for sure. It's um it, it, it's one reason why I'm kind of honored that again that we kind of associate with you guys and and we help support as much as we can and everything else because it is it is that it's that desire to grow it's a desire to build your dog it's that desire to go to that next level that next step first and foremost is a desire to provide information that we were talking about it earlier with some other guys after duck hunting for some reason in this realm it's just like everybody's real quick to become friends and maybe go hunt but for whatever reason finding a good source a reliable source that provides you good information on how to train your dog the way it needs to be trained it's while there's so much information out there at hand that you can look up it's not as readily available as what i think it should be correct yeah and and that's a big huge thing i mean we've talked about it in the past you've talked about it the availability of information these days with the internet, with YouTube videos, with media yeah. just in general. It, it, not to say that it's overloading. It can be overloading. But then I also think that there's no one single point or resource that is, I don't say all-encompassing, because that's, that's a monumental task as it is. Yeah which I think you guys are trying to take on. <laughs> <laughs> one step at a time. One step at a time. You build a kingdom one brick at a time, yep, right? Baby steps, yeah. But, um, you know, it's 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 huge. I mean, uh, I think there's a lot of confusion out there. I really yeah. think there's a lot of misdirection. There's a lot of hand-waving and, you know, this is what works when really it, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, well, it's you know. it's a lot of you have to do it this way. Why? Because I did it that way. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe it worked for you, but not. Yeah. It's like I don't. Again, it goes back to for the five millionth time since I started this podcast. Stop worrying about the how. Worry about the why. If you can figure out the why your dog does something or why the dog you're going to get the dog to do it. Yeah. You're on the right track. You're thinking of it in the right way instead of worrying about the how. You know, I've I've said that before on here and stuff is that you know if you just look at what the dog is showing you what the behavior is 
and understand what that dog is trying to tell you through yeah. that behavior. It doesn't matter necessarily the training method. Right. If, as long as it's a solid training method and yeah. proven training, it doesn't matter the method. You can adjust it however you need to to get the result that you're looking for. Yep. You can train your own dog. Yeah. Matt, perfect example. Yeah. You know, uh, you met Matt for the first time this weekend, uh, owns a DK dog, um, and he's done all the training himself. He's never trained a dog before. And his temperament is perfect for dog training. It he's, is. He's like one it of is. the most laid-back guys I've ever met, and he was just – so even keeled about yep. everything throughout the whole week and i'm like you know what this guy should be training his own dog <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean really it's perfect temperament yeah it, yeah matt matt and kim have done great great things for that dog they yeah. really have so but yeah i mean that that's really it that's that's the goal for the podcast is really gotten kind of getting back to our true mission and why we started this to begin with and so with that being said again if you have specific topics you know, let's not do a Q&A type thing. Send me an actual topic that you want to really dive deep on, and then we can add to the list. And you've seen it. I've got a big list. I yep. really want to get back into it. I'm looking at February doing an entire, like, series on getting your dog to puppy. Like, we're going to readdress some of the stuff that we've touched on in the past. Right. Uh, but in a new light with, with more – experienced people it, it's it's going to be a lot of good information and we have some big plans but again send us your guests if you have them it's it's yep. always a great help but give More us topic ideas give us the topic that you say that you think yeah. that guest is going to be good, yeah. good with. the guests are great if the week if you can tie them to a topic right but topic ideas are just as important yeah we don't mind doing a little bit of research and finding out you know, if, if we get a bunch of individuals that say, hey, I really want to know about this method or yeah. I really want to know about this, we can find out who that run runs the best, you know, or does the best job at doing that method yeah. or can convey that easily to the listeners and we'll get them on. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, you know, I'm working on one top topic. I was supposed to be recording it this weekend. I'm not going to give it away because it hopefully will be coming out soon, but I had to cancel the trip to Alabama and I was supposed yep. to record with him. That came from a listener suggestion three or four months ago. Right. And it's just making it happen. It takes time. So if you have something that you want to hear about, shoot it to us and, and we'll be, we'll add it to the list and try and get on it. But uh, yeah, that that's the plan for the podcast. So let's get into the importance of goals as a dog handler, dog owner, hunter, all that, because they're all kind of different, but similar in yep. the same time. And it really is just like everything else in life. It is important to have goals when it comes to your dog and getting him ready for whatever it is, whatever test, whatever your task is or anything along those yeah. lines. And I, I talk about it, um, with with individuals it, to me when you really break it down the year is really broken down for me in cycles of training yep according almost just like the cycles of the seasons you've got you know <laughs> spring summer fall winter yep. I, I break it down just like that for training aspects and uh with with the hard date being always you know we all want to hunt it's yeah. the fall you know, this so, is why we do it. Yeah, it's, it's the fall. So yeah. if, if I look at what my goal is for my dog in the fall, you know, and being realistic about it, I mean, I'm not going to take a four-month-old puppy and say, cool, by November, I want a UT such and such and such and such, you know. It, it, You're cutting yourself short, man. Yeah. Go for the stars. <laughs> the dog's ready. Do as, it. As one sits on the couch next to you right now. Right? <laughs> um, it, no, it, it's it, – it's thinking about like, okay, availability of things for training. We know bird growers don't grow birds 365 days a year. Right. We know that you're not going to take a four-month-old puppy and try to teach it to swim in February. Yeah. You know, so taking a hard look at that and being like, okay, so for us personally, um, spring. Spring is generally when we start – working a lot of obedience a lot of obedience um your place board work all your foundation work and stuff like that moving into the summer 
we'll start our force fetch and our water work. Obviously, down here in North Carolina, it gets pretty warm in the summer. Yeah. It makes sense. It, it does. absolutely makes sense to do your water work when it's 98 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. Know? And honestly, that would go even to maybe somebody up in Minnesota. You're not going to do water work in November, guys. No. I got news for you. You're definitely not going to do it in February. Yeah. You know, I know most, I know a lot of people from up north, they're like, man, the ice doesn't even come off where I train at until April. They're, they're still ice fishing in February. <laughs> yeah. So think of it in cycles of training and set your training up according to the seasons really yeah. is what it is and be realistic about it. Yeah. And, and really it's just like everything in life. When you set goals, you have to, what's the big picture? What are you aiming for with right. the dog and yourself and then backtrack from there? So, right. you know, if say you're getting a new puppy, your end goal is, uh, if you're in NAVDA, the versatile championship, right? It, it, you know, going to the invitational. If you're doing AKC hunt test, okay, oh, master, master hunter. hunter. Like yep. whatever it is, break that down. And what what regiment, what routine, what process gets you to that end goal? You're obviously to your point. You're not taking a four month old pup and you t testing it this year. But what do you need to do this year so that you can do it next year or, next the, year or the following yep. year yep. and break it down that way and then stick to it. it? It's just like us in our personal lives. If you don't set goals, you know, if you look in the mirror and you're like, I want to lose weight, but you don't actually set an actual tangible goal. Right. And you don't work towards that goal. You're, you know, this time next year, you're going to look in the mirror and yeah. still say, I, and this is, this is more than just, you know, taping that note to the refrigerator every day. <laughs> yeah. 10 yep. things you want to accomplish and stuff <laughs> like that. It's, it, it is, it's looking at the seasons. It's looking at this, the, what I call the cycles of training. You know, it, it's, it's really looking at and building a roadmap for your dog and, and having enough mindset and cognizant to be not to move to the next step until you know that previous step is solidified and so with that being said it's like use me and what we we're talking about at the start of this as an example lucy i feel like if again the goal is get the pointing on training birds corrected so i can test her to the point to where we know we can be but while i've been fixing this pointing on on uh, playing of birds, I've done away with all her steadiness. Right. So I need to start prepping her for steadiness in addition to trying to figure out this point. And I'm not going to go work steadiness in the field while figuring out the point. Right. Let's start this in the backyard. Let's get the place boards. Let's start right. this backyard session. Let's get back to the fundamentals. Start planting those seeds to where when that pointing does get consistent enough, I'm not then starting the steadiness. All over again. All over again. I'm yeah. working it at the same time, essentially, but it's in the backyard, and she doesn't even realize that we're working steadiness, but we are. Right. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, she didn't have a steadiness issue in her test. No. The she all, had a the only thing issue. The only thing she got docked on, she got a three in pointing, and that's yeah. the, the only thing that kept her from a prize one. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's real easy to kind of lose sight of what that dog is or was doing and try to move past it sometimes. And you can actually create a hurdle yeah, without even thinking that you're doing that. Right. So, um, yeah, I think she's going to be fine. You know, um, I think – you're going to have more than enough, um, I'll say, mechanisms to help you get <laughs> to where you need to be. Yeah. And you've got the desire and drive yourself to yeah. get her there. It's you just know, a matter that's, of that's getting it too. going back up again. Yeah. It's hunting season. We still have another month or two of hunting down here in the southeast. Yep. But it's like you said, the tr I look at it, I break it out. You know, I don't go four seasons, but I pretty much, I'm like, okay, this is hunting season, now training season. Then I got four seasons within training season. It's right. like, all right, let's right. get back to the fundamentals. And so, you know, as soon as March hits, uh, you know, other things in life are, are going to happen for me in March. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's back to fundamentals and, and hitting the ground running. And uh, just every dog can benefit from daily, weekly, monthly tune-ups on, yeah. on fundamentals. I mean, because we, we create 
gray areas with these dogs. Right. We, we create, we get a little lackadaisical. We get a little, you know, we, we don't follow suit sometimes. We get oh. out of that testing mindset or that, oh, well, I don't have to worry about it. It's it's April. I'm not getting ready to go to North Dakota, South Dakota until October. You know, I'll, I'll tune that up in September. But then from April to September, you teach your dog that it can do pretty much whatever the hell it wants. And then all of a sudden, September comes, and you're like, drop the hammer. You know, it's like, you got to be, what are you doing right now? (laughs) Then you're trying to condition the dog. You're trying to get its training back up to where you can go hunt it. And and, and that's a fun topic. Let's go into that. If you're planning a big trip for the fall, you know, every year, everybody talks about they want to, they want to figure out a trip. And and a lot of the time, a lot of people, some people go to the same spot, hunt the same species every time. And and that's, that's fine. That's what they love to do. But a lot of people like going to new areas, hunting new species. Maybe that species has a different, you know, skill set that would be desirable in your dogs. Maybe work on that during the off season. I'll tell you, not even just skill set, terrain. Right. Yeah. Terrain. With what we hunted today versus Western North Carolina, Eastern Tennessee, a dog could do fine on what we did today all day long, every day. Then you move that same dog out there at 4,000 foot altitude, up and downhill. Everything's up and downhill. Usually feels like more uphill than downhill. And then all of a sudden you're wondering why your dog's gassed in an hour. Right. You know? And and it's the same thing, you know. If you have that that desire, hey, I'm, my bucket list trip, I'm going chucker hunt. I'm going to Utah. Yeah. I'm going chucker hunt. Well, if you're not conditioning your dog to get ready for that, you may have only one day out of your seven day planned trip that where that dog's at its peak level. Right. Well, use the chucker hunting to more more specific examples besides just conditioning. You you have the rugged terrain. You yep. need to you need to get your dog conditioned to for for endurance but also their pads and being yep. able to, to handle pads. that or but, even if you're not worried about toughen up the pads i can't tell you how many people i see it's like they get out somewhere and the dog's feet start getting torn up and then the first thing they do they buy those booties and they put yeah, the booties on for the, dog, the first time and it's the first time that dog's ever right. worn those booties and yep. they spend half to three quarters of a day watching their dog dance around like a Lipizzan <laughs> stallion yeah you know trying to figure out with what's going on right now yeah you know but then also with chucker you know there's an inherent I don't know if danger is the right word, but oh yeah, caught. There's a cautionary thing that you need to worry about with chucker, yeah. and it goes with the environment. There are a lot of cliffs and drop offs and fly shell- off cliffs. Yes, <laughs> and so you know it, it's a certain level of steadiness might be desirable. Very important when you're chucker hunting on the side of a cliff, yeah. right? You know, it's it, it doesn't have. We're not talking thousand foot cliffs. <laughs> it could be literally a. 10 to 15 foot straight drop yeah. off you know your dog takes that and it's on rocky hard ground mm-hmm. you're tearing that dog's tearing stuff up and it might not show that first day but then all of a sudden that next morning you go get the dog out of the kennel and it can't move yeah. or it's limping or it's lame or something like that you got to think back to yourself man that retrieve was awesome but yeah he came off a 10 foot cliff to go get it yeah exactly you know? and so I mean, yeah, there, there's all kinds of different things like that with c- certain species. I mean, certain species are known to run more uh, than others. Yep. You know, maybe you need to try and figure out how to simulate that in your training. Uh, you know, again, the the habitat, you know, are you going to go cattail hunting pheasants in the fall? Or wood ducks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like your property. <laughs> oh, uh, but, I mean, it's stuff like that you need to start considering what are you planning on in the fall? Do I need to start getting my dog ready because it's it's going to be new for me, let alone right. the dog? And you don't want to make the concerted effort, the time, the money, the resources to do that trip and be three or four days in wishing that you had did some more homework 10 months ago and got your dog better prepared right. for it to where you yeah. really go out there and have it, a successful hunt. And it's not just that. It is the testing as well. I, yeah. I mean, I can tell you from – personal personal experience is that um the last three invitationals that we went to so ohio iowa ohio every day in the field it got to 90 degrees or more yeah in september you know and it literally i saw i watched a lot of dogs that came out of the north that just you know after 
30 minutes in the field were smoked, just smoked. I mean, it was just like they probably in an hour run spent 25 minutes in the water pans and the water buckets and stuff like that, you know, and not saying that the owner did anything wrong. You can't plan for, you know, Iowa in the end, middle of September being 98 degrees. Yeah. But it, it is, it's, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid if, you know, to run your dog or exercise your dog because it gets a little warm. Yeah. yeah, there's precautions you need to take. You need to be aware of your dog's, you know, behavior. And, and if the dog looks like it's, you know, suffering or if it's going down. And, you know, we could do a whole hip episode on heat and cold injuries for dogs. Yeah. But it's it's being aware of what's going on. But that's just going to help condition that dog and get it ready. Absolutely. That's really all it is, yep. you know. So. Well, I mean, and, and it's one of those things that you just brought up testing. That that's a very common goal for for people during the year. It's uh, I would say nowadays the testing is more common than the goals for hunting. For hunting, yeah, yeah. I, I I would agree with that. But you know, again, we how many times did we reference this throughout the weekend? If you train for a test, yep, your dog's gonna be ready for the test. But yep. if you train the actual task task then it's going to be better for it on the test and hunting you know don't train it just for the test and it that's kind of a a negative when it comes to these goals and us being so enthusiastic is sometimes our goals kind of get in the way of what we really want right because if you if you emphasize i want a prize one utility dog and you start learning the ins and outs of that utility test, and you only train for that test, you might have just shot yourself in the foot by not getting it really trained to the task to where it's it's ingrained in that dog from right. then on out. Right, and you said it this morning. It could Do you think we could have took a HRC champion lab to where we were hunting at this morning and had somebody direct that dog into the ducks? Not a chance. So... With a caveat, because some some people with the labs have the hunt them up command, which is essentially right. a, search a search command. command. Correct. If you had a dog that only takes directions and marks, they would not have recovered any of the ducks that were shot this morning. Right. The environment in your swamp, the amount of cattails, the amount of cover, the amount of beaver dams, it's like it, it just... You have to have a dog that can search out a duck. Independently search. Because, yeah. I mean, there every duck that was shot between everybody, not just me, you, and, and uh, David David that were in the one spot, but everybody else were talking. It's like, you swear that that bird fell right there stone cold dead. Yeah. And we we can't go find it. If you... If it's not there, how are you going to guide a dog there? Right. It's like you have to have a search. And so, to your point, train the task yep. just like the duck search and the NAVDA yep. test. Yep. And, you know, if you're a lab guy, you don't don't shy away from teaching the hunt em up command. Don't be afraid to let that dog search. A lab, will search, a lab will search just like a short hair if yeah. you let him. Yep. A lab will short. Absolutely. If you oh. if you can guide them in a general area and then give them a search them up or hunt them up command whatever the heck you want to call it, to me that is a more valuable tool than me being able to put that dog on a dime a hundred yards out. Right. Because we don't always know exactly where the duck falls. Exactly. Yep. So. Yeah. It, that was yeah. It was an interesting morning. Let's put it that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, what about? Um, because we're we're trying to broaden our base and stuff like that. Um, what's something that a listener could do, or do you think that would really help a listener? Um, outside of what we've talked about in the last year, so meaning that you've had a lot of profiles on, and a lot of the profile people, you know. From from what I remember listening to, there's a lot of first time handlers, yeah, a lot of first time dog owners and stuff like that. What do you think one good nugget that you could give everybody for 2021 would be to be like if this is their first dog or their first endeavor into 
any of this, regardless of breed, regardless of testing system, regardless of hunting, what do you think one good nugget of knowledge just getting started in this would be? Do it. Just do it. Don't be afraid. Yep. Don't be scared. Just do it. <laughs> just, I mean, literally, it, it, it really is. What is the the major hindrance to most people training their dogs? It's for fear of messing something up. Yep. It's the self-confidence. We don't know what we don't know, right? Yep. And, again, we are talking about that after the duck hunt with, with the big group of people. It's getting that knowledge base to where you feel comfortable doing it. But it's one of those, like, you can have all the knowledge. You can read all the books you want. You can yep. watch all the videos you want until you just do it yep. and figure it out, learn your dog, pay attention to your dog, and you it starts making sense to you. Then it's going to start clicking. Don't be afraid. Don't feel like I have to go to a pro trainer because yeah. I'm going to screw that dog up. Yeah. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. We all make mistakes. Yep. We've I've made a million of them. Yep. And, and like you talked about, you know, because Lucy's kind of the highlight of this podcast. It's the year of the goose, man. Yep. It is you know kind of right where she lost her point. Yeah. Or I shouldn't say she didn't lose her point. She lost her staunchness on the point. Right. And it wasn't because it was a pen raised bird versus a wild bird or anything no. else. What can you talk us through that? Talk it, me through that because I want to know because I'm going to help you work with a dog tomorrow. So it it kind of goes what we're talking about goals. So it was two. What was it? Two years ago it, or last year? It was just last year, uh, 2019. I set out in the training season with the intention I'm going to get Lucy as far as I can this year to test her in 2020. And then it turned into, she was just excelling, excelling, just everything. Force fetch went faster. It, it just duck search went faster. We, we started just progressing so fast and it was so easy to where it was time. The chapter was taking test signups and then I go in the field and it's like, I can have her ready for this utility test. Mm-hmm. And instead of sticking at the pace of the dog, it was one of those, I can have her ready, not I should have her ready. Like, right. it's it's there. I can make it happen. And so just like everything else that I took my time, went at the pace of her, and it worked out fine. Then it got to I signed up for the test, and the goal of – just knocking out the test got in the way of the big picture in the long run and just that pushing too quick and the pressure on steadiness, which we've talked about it on this podcast. Steadiness can be a lot more pressure than yeah. even force fetching in a it lot of be. ways. It yeah. really can. And it just, I pushed her just slightly too fast and it was like I had her steady for the test but the cost was her staunchness on point and it ended up biting me. Right. And, and it really was that it, I stopped going at the pace of my dog and my bigger goal got sacrificed for the short term goal of, I can do it. Let's just, let's just go right. for it and do it. Uh, and I think more than that, cause I know you, you're a pretty proud guy, you know? <laughs> and, and so, you know, it, when we talk about the whole, be realistic in your goals too, when you set them is, you know, UT test. We've said it before. Everybody wants a prize one, yeah. two, oh, four dog, you know, and I know I can get it there. I know I yeah. can get it there, you know, and it, 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 all honesty, run, especially if you've never done this before, especially if you've only got maybe one test on your belt, and that may even be a natural ability to test. Run the dog. Who yeah. cares what it gets? Yeah. A prize three utility dog is still an amazing dog. You, a prize three utility. I think it was uh, Pete Aplikowski says a, a UTP utility preparatory dog. Right, is better than most average people's hunting dog. The average person, when they picture a dog, will go find game, point game, yeah. and retrieve game. And it's just like just the utility prep test is what the really what the average person needs for a hunting dog yeah. a, a utility prize three dog it, it's better than most average dogs when yep. you go out there if they're trained to the task 
and right. not just the test. Not just the test. Yeah. yeah. So that th- there's importance there because I, I guarantee you there's somebody listening like, I've seen this Navda dog go out there and it's just horrible. And it, 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 I've it's seen out a bunch there. of them. Right. I've seen a bunch of them. Right. So we're so. just talking, you know, if. In, in general. If yes. you, I won't say in general. If Again, it goes back to if you train that task and you look at what that task is and break it down what it really means. Yep. You know, and teach that dog a skill. Right. Not necessarily a, a memorization drill. <laughs> you teach that dog a skill, almost yeah. like a life skill. They're going to carry it with them forever. Yep. And they're going to carry it with them regardless if they're in the testing environment or the hunting environment or, you know, anything along those lines. So, yep. I mean, um, yeah, it, it's real easy to get wrapped up in that. You know, not just the testing, but even even the hunting. You know, you said it. Okay, my bucket list. We're going chucker hunting next year, Utah. Doing this, I got to get my steady, my dog steady. Yeah. Nick, Nick said on the podcast, my dog's got to be steady, <laughs> or it's going to fall off a thousand foot cliff. You know, and all dire the, circumstances. <laughs> yeah, and then now all of a sudden, you know, it's September, and he's supposed to be, or she's supposed to be in Utah in October. That e-collar button's about to get wore out. Wore out. <laughs> wore out. The, the, yep. the dreadful W word. Whoa. <laughs> is going to be, you know. Yep. So. No, that, that that's a good point. And, I mean, it, it's just keeping things in perspective. Right it now, it's, it it's January. It's, you know, I'm not a big believer in New Year's resolutions. You know, some people are. If you are, right. cool. Me, it's just, you know. It's the start of New Year. It's the same thing as a, a new week. It's the same thing as a new day. We in, just wipe in my the whiteboard eyes. clean. Yeah, just just start over. But if you're looking at it, depending on where you're at in the country, most hunting seasons are close, closing, if not right. already closed. You have, you know, nine, ten months to get ready for the next hunting season. Yeah. You have nine, ten months to figure out the trip that you want to go do. And, and kind of to the point what we were just talking about, training your own dog it's like if you have that dream trip or you want to go do this or you want to take your dog and go hunt pheasants in South Dakota or go hunt chucker in Utah or go hunt valley quail in California and the only thing that's stopping you is well I've never done it before I don't know how to do it it's like just go do it just go do it just go do it you know talk to somebody that's in that area don't say hey I want to go take a hunting trip. Do you know where there are birds? Right. No. Ask them, hey, how do the birds act? How do yeah. they hold for dogs? What What's quality primary sh- cover? What's, yeah. What do know. they eat? What's the you know time of year? What, what Whatever. Don't, you know, don't what, tell what's me. What's a good hotel and bar in the area? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like just, just do it. You have nine or ten months now. So it's like you want to take that trip of a lifetime. You can prepare if you if you need to get score some brownie points from the spouse to get mm-hmm. be able Put to money go in the bank. Start, That's start, what I call yeah, it. Put yeah. money in the bank in the, in the marriage bank. I mean, literally money. It put yeah, start it putting money, money in a bank. Put yeah. it in a jar. Just get it ready to go, and then that way you're not. It's in September again, and just like your dog's not ready, you're like crap. Uh, you know, I didn't build those brownie points. I didn't save money. I can't go. And if 2020 didn't teach us anything, it's like this crap can just it, just it stop. Yeah, like stop. I exactly. mean, obviously, this doesn't happen on a regular year on average. Thank yeah. God. But I mean, dude, 2020. I mean, there was no invitational last year. Yeah. Talk about goals. How many people had the goal for? The 2020 invitation. I will call one out, and he'll be <laughs> so happy that I called his name. But he's he's dreading it right now. So Ryan Burke, all right, perfect example. Had two dogs qualified same year. Both dogs he trained himself with some help from the NAFTA chapter and, and a few others, and both qualified for this year's Invitational. Hmm. Ryan Burke recently retired from the military and moved to Australia. <laughs> so, and so, then they came out with the, well, you can run next year. And I know the heartache and turmoil that man went through to get those dogs exported to Australia. Australia. Yep. So now he's having that conversation with his wife and everything else like, Okay. Do we come back? Do we do this all over again? And I fly back for six months and work and train and, you know, 
Well, here, here's the thing that Ryan can do instead, instead of preparing for the Invitational and coming back to America to do this. Start a NAVDA-type organization in oh, Australia. Oh, he wants to so bad. Well, yeah, he really have, wants to take have you NAVDA heard, International. Have you heard SAVDA? No, I don't think I have. South African Versatile Hunting Dog Association. No kidding. Yes. They actually have it. So we, we actually have a pretty substantial listener base in South Africa. And I've actually, I've talked to a few people through Facebook and just like, I think it'd be fun to get the perspective of somebody hunting in South Africa for versatile hunting dogs, but they're over there. They, it's very similar to NAVDA. If you look at their rules and stuff like that, it's very similar, little differences here and there. But it's like, hey, you're in another country. You you like the versatile hunting dog, Ryan? Start you and Avda, yeah, well, Australian American, yeah, Australian <laughs> versatile hunting dog association. I mean, there's a few more snakes. I would definitely, you know, prioritize snake avoidance oh, over yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's like just stuff like that. You know, if you really have a passion for it, we just did an episode with Jeff about starting a new chapter. Yeah. This is perfect timing this year. If oh, yeah. it's like there's there's so much demand for training and testing. If you thought about starting a chapter, go start a chapter. Start a chapter. It, I, yep. I that's really that to me. That's the biggest thing for most people. It's just like stop putting it off. Stop putting off the training. Stop putting off the hunting trip. Stop putting off starting a chapter. Just go do it. Just go do it. It's funny you said that. You know, it just go do it, go do this. I've been, you know, Facebook listens to everything we say and do. And like recently I've been researching t-shirts for the kennel. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting these Facebook pop-ups about dog training. One of the t-shirts I absolutely love is quit whining, just go train your dog. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's really it. I mean, you know, it's like, hey, I need to train my dog, but man, I hate waking up early. Man, just wake up 15 minutes earlier yeah. and go train your dog in your backyard. Yeah. I mean, I got to get back into it. I got to do better like I used to uh, before hunting season. Yep. It's just, just go freaking do it. Just do it. Yeah. So, yeah, think, no, it, it, that's, that's a great point on all of that. So, oh, my wife and my dog woke up finally from the couch. <laughs> they were over there both snoring. It's we been just, a long day. We just got them motivated. Yep. Yeah. Kylie's about to get up and go do it. She's about to go train. <laughs> it's raining out. <laughs> go get it, baby. Well, is there anything else uh, that you think it's, you know, start a new year? I mean, is there any specific goals that you have in mind for yourself and your kennel? That I think for us, I mean, it. I think we do a great job, um, or I try to do a great job. I, I hope my clients are satisfied. But, I mean, I think I, we really want for us to reinvigorate us helping these people and, and, and helping them understand and realize what the potential of their dogs could be or is and stuff like that. So, you know, we're really going to get much more involved with individual handlers, you know, Back to GDIY, you know, yeah, people pay me money to help train their dogs, but there's nothing that makes me more proud than somebody that I talk to for an hour on the phone or something like that, or somebody that brings me a dog that listened to this podcast and like, I'm like, okay, so where's the dog at? And they're like, oh, I've done this and this and this based off of this and listen to the Nick and, you know, hearing Adam talk about that and da, 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 and the dog's doing it. (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean it's not just smoking mirrors like yep. you, you know you can take the, the dogs doing it i'm like great job why do you need me yeah keep going keep oh. going you know it, it i really want to bring it back to some of that from the kennel basis and then of course you know we do have some dogs we're going to test this year we've got litters coming up this year we've got a few other things um but yeah i think that's the biggest piece is just kind of put it back in the hands of our our clients and our people again you know, it's get back to training people and not training exactly. dogs. Exactly. You know, I made the reference. Somebody was talking, one of the clients we were talking about, and I was talking about, you know, interaction, how much interaction he's going to have with us and training and stuff like that. And I told him, I was like, it does me absolutely no good and you no good. You bring me your dog. I can get your dog where it needs to be in six months. No problem. You'll have the best dog you've ever owned. 
But when I hand it back to you, it's literally like taking the keys to a Formula One Ferrari race car and throwing the keys and a helmet to a 16-year-old kid that just got his license and said, good luck, buddy. Yep. Here you go. You know, Not, not going to work out. Exactly. Yeah. You, you might get it around the track once or twice, but there's going to be a lot of bumps and bruises in the, in the <laughs> middle of it. Yep. <laughs> so. No, that's it. That's exactly right. And I mean, yeah, it, it's just one of those. It, it really, really boils down to whatever got you in the gun dog world, testing, hunting, both, whatever, companionship, but realize it's a hunting breed. Let's do what it loves to do. Yep. You're just trying to figure it out. Just set it, set yourself up for success. Really map it out. Come up with the goals. Break it down into good bite-sized chunks. And let's figure it out one step at a time. Make your way through it. And then by the end of the year, no matter where you're at, you're still going to be better than where you started. It's really yep. that simple in my opinion. And I'm going to challenge you and the listeners this year because we're going to do it too. Is look left and right. Look left and right within your own social circle, within your family, within your friends, yeah. within your sphere of people and stuff like that, and bring one more person this year into this sport. Yep. And that doesn't mean that person's got to run out and buy a dog and, <laughs> you know, you know the, the F-250 with the trailer and all this other stuff. It doesn't mean all that. It just means bring one more person hunting. Bring yep. one more person out to a public game land somewhere and do woodcock bring one more person out to a pheasant field and, and let them experience that young, old and different, you know, and one of my best friends since sixth, seventh grade, he lives up in freaking Illinois, never hunted a day in his life. It just, he just hit me up a few weeks ago. He's like, Hey, I think I want to try duck hunting. He went and bought a shotgun. He's coming down in two weeks now. And yeah. I'm, I'm like, it, I'm going to go out there, and if there's one duck that flies, he's getting to shoot at that duck. Yeah. It's like just stuff like that. He's not the type. He's not going to buy a dog unless right. that duck hunt really turns into something special, and then maybe he might. But, uh, it, yeah, it's like. We, we did that today with um, Sam and Lee. You know, Sam uh, brought Lee, kind of started bringing Lee here to do some hunts and stuff like that, and Lee was asking more questions about Dogs this whole and thing, dogs and this hunting thing and yeah. what it takes to do this and then then you, sam was you just have to get them in the environment yeah. and get them disconnected from regular life get them back to just yeah. what what it's all about and and they'll follow suit they may not fall in love for with it for the same exact reasons as you and that's fine and that's fine but as long as they fall in love with it and and have fun and it's legal safe and fun go for it go for it yeah. Knock it out, you know. So, yeah, good way, to, I think, to end up and wrap up the episode. I'm looking forward to 2021, dude. Yeah. Calendar is looking full. <laughs> oh, man. Specifically April 23rd through the 25th. Oh, I was wondering if you are going to mention that again. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. Technically, we're still three-quarters of the way full, but we have, like, I don't know, 10-plus – on top of the full, like we have more people that have reached out saying they want to come. They just have not paid. And right. I t I'm telling them like, we're at that point. Like there's only so many slots for dogs. Like your, <laughs> wait, your wait, dog wait. is getting the slot when, when we're talking about just do it. Just yeah. Do it, just do if, it. If, you, uh, if you've got that intention, just yeah. do it because and it's it, not going to be available yeah. after probably right after the new year here. And, shortly. and to your point, uh, you said, said it on the episode, we are taking some people without dogs. Yeah. You know, we're not going to have 500 people there because then right. it, it, you just lose effectiveness. But we do have a couple people auditing without their dog. Couple, One person in particular, she reached out and she just, hey, I don't even have my dog yet, but I want to get ready. Sure, come on yep. out. Uh, just hit us up, gundogityourself at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, that's enough self-publicity and motivational talk for 2021. And, uh Thanks for having having me down. Last second, you know, save my butt. Give me yeah. something to do nah, on dude, New Year's was, weekend. I was glad. We've been talking about it. I mean, I've been visiting your place <laughs> and stuff like that. I've been feeling bad because I've been, you know, I'm about ready to put my name on the door in the spare room down there. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it worked out. You know, it's just Rona kind of screwed us one last time for the year oh, one last I mean, time for the year the man. day before i was going to alabama it's just i get a text message hey man we got the roni <laughs> <laughs> and it's like well 
all right, I'm going somewhere else. I don't know where I'm going. I'm going somewhere. And you just said, how about North Carolina? I'm like, sold. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, it was good. I think, um, you know, I know we're trying to end this, but I mean, you look at, you've been here 24 hours. Like you said, you shot wood ducks. You've hunted woodcock on public land. Yep. You know, we've done all this stuff with the dogs and stuff like that. Yep. And, um, it's really kind of cool to uh, be able to actually get you this way. Oh yeah. I've enjoyed so, it. I've had a blast. Nothing to, nothing to prevent me from coming back again. I think I bought an annual license, so I'll, I'll, I'll have oh, to come you? back down. Good. Yeah. Good. So, all right. Well, uh, Scott, it was fun as always, and I'm Absolutely. looking forward to what the year brings. And uh, I think that covers it. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. You guys have a good night. Thank you for listening to GDIY. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us and our partners on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to contribute even more to the future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Gundog It Yourself. Thanks again and happy hunting. Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup, just have to replace it again in a year go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want if you're considering changing your dog's food soon then be sure to check out yukanuba pro performance their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance they also now have the new puppy formula to help your pups start strong and live active when looking at all the different food options remember yukanuba to help power their ultimate performance Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.